0: welcome to identity of health my name is matt Rowe, the founder of identity of health a certified health coach who was diagnosed with ms and found that ms was the greatest gift ever handed to me if you are looking for inspiration and motivation you are in the right place during each episode we are going to hear inspiring stories from those that have gone on to live incredible lives after they have been diagnosed with the disease along with meeting those that are healing others and improving their patients' lives. Now come join me for your dose of inspiration. Welcome, everybody, to the Identity of Health podcast. So today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Tracy Hill. So Tracy received her master's in kinesiology from University of Illinois of Chicago, where she trained athletes and engaged students to learn the methods for exercise testing. She received her health coach training from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, where she studied a variety of dietary theories and practical lifestyle coaching methods. She has trained and is a provider for TRE, which is trauma release exercise and is a certified flow breathing coach. So Tracy's life came to a crossroads when she was diagnosed with MS at age 25. She fought back and by implementing healthy lifestyle changes with her holistic nutrition education, fitness expertise, determination, and grit and successfully manages the disease with no medication. She shares her approach on the Facebook group that she founded. Now, this Facebook group is one of the largest Facebook groups for those with MS in on Facebook today, and it's called Healing MS Naturally. So, welcome Tracy to the show. I'm so Thank you, ben. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so glad I get a chance to interview you. Like I'm so honored. So every time I do anything with you, I'm wowed every minute. So Tracy has become a friend and I love everything that she does. So Tracy. Tell me about your story a little bit. You, you know, said, since being diagnosed at 25, tell me, you know, start where you wish, but tell me about your story. Tell the audience about your story.
1: All right. Well, I'm just like everyone else watching this. <laughs> no different. Just like we're all, you know, we're all the same. We've had our struggles and, and our blessings. And as you say that this disease is a blessing in disguise, um, You know, I've always been a masculine doer, right? Mm -hmm. I love doing. So after high school, I started college and also joined the Army Reserves. I went off to basic training, came back. I continued school. I was working full-time while going to college and then went on to get my master's degree. So I have a master's degree in exercise physiology, I've been in the fitness field since I was technically before 18, but we'll say officially 18. (laughs) So I understand the body very, very well. And while I was getting my master's degree, I was working full time. I was teaching aerobic classes. I was teaching personal training classes, training athletes. Athletes were coming to me to become better athletes. So I was really like, I was in my zone of genius at the time, but I was also overworking myself. And right as I was getting my master's degree, I started tripping over myself. Mm -hmm. I was um, getting numbness and I was super tired and it was like really strange. And someone said in passing, it sounds like you have MS or Lyme's disease or a brain tumor. (laughs) <laughs> well those are three very different things. Yes. So, and I was like, no, I don't have any of that, you know, machismo me. It was like, no, yeah. not me. It can't be me. And while, you know, running this human performance lab and running for a marathon and running for a 24-hour adventure race and running to and from work. Actually, I bike to work, a <laughs> little overdoing it and also waiting to get on the Chicago fire department and also training a guy who was going to run around the world. I ended up going to some doctors and they couldn't figure out anything. And I ended up going to a chiropractor just for a regular adjustment. And I gave him my symptoms and he's like, sounds like you have MS, but of course they don't have the technology really to do much. Mm -hmm. And finally by a small clinic who did an MRI, caught some lesions, but he's, you know, not a neurologist. And I was still kind of in denial, but finally, after going to several doctors, and the last one told me that, um, you know, a lot of doctors don't have the bedside manner. He said, well, you can either, you have MS, you can either get pregnant or go on medication. And I was like, like, I'm not even married. (laughs) Are you kidding me? uh, Yeah, horrible. So I went to another doctor. (laughs) I I just jumping doctors, right? In Chicago, you can kind of do that. We have a big pick. Right. I ended up going on um, Copaxone, which for those who don't know, it's one shot a day, and you rotate sites. And after... first week realizing like oh my god this hurts i don't feel good i'm not feeling better Mm -hmm. um but continuing i decided to jump i mean we're talking jump not step but totally dive into that rabbit hole because i knew that this could i was only 25 like i can't take this forever you know the medication's got to stay cold how do you travel how do you it's ex- and not that I was paying for it, but it's expensive. It was like $10,000 a month. Like there's no way, this is such a strain on everything. So I jumped into that rabbit hole and realizing after all the vaccines I had gotten from the military and from all the antibiotics from when I was a youth and I did get bit by a tick and had a fever, it was buried in my neck. I was tested for Lyme's disease but not the correct Lyme's disease test, came up negative. Um, I had mono as a kid, all of these things kind of started piecing together and realizing that, um, okay, so I have an autoimmune disease Mm -hmm. and we'll lump it as MS, you know, at that time I thought, okay, this is MS. Well, not realizing so much that it was also stress that probably catapulted me of everything that I was doing. And so... Going into my, you know, mid to late twenties, I took myself off of this medication after about a year. I'm like, I just told turkey, I didn't even tell my doctor. I'm like, nah, I I can't do this anymore. This is nuts. Right. And uh, you know, I went and found another neurologist finally who was like, you know, okay, you know you don't have to go on medication if you don't want. He goes, I'll respect that decision, but you know, here's your other choices. And like you, I was told, what's the one you get? I think it was like every six months, but you have like a one, a one in 1,000 chance of getting a brain aneurysm. And I was like,
0: uh, yeah.
1: those are really good odds. <laughs> like, okay. I'd buy a lottery ticket for that.
0: <laughs> right, like I, I looked at like when they wanted to put me on okra vest. I was like- That one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if I give you a 27% chance you make it home <laughs> yeah. safe, do you leave the office? I'm like, come yeah. on, this is crazy. <laughs> exactly,
1: yeah. exactly. So like, no way. Um. So I decided that's it. You know, no more medication. And from that point, my life was an adventure and a journey in fitness and nutrition. Mm -hmm. So I really did like I understood nutrition, but not enough. Um, You know, it was like, just as just past the whole all the wheat, like eat wheat all the time, right? Not knowing that the gluten in that is probably not the best thing to be consuming constantly um so I kind of dove into nutrition a lot more and then at this time I was I was married and had my first and things get better after you're pregnant because your body can't have an inflammation Mm -hmm. but then about a year after that you know, things kind of got a little worse. I went on Jelenia as a, this is the one that Montella Williams is on. I did that as like a trial Mm -hmm. because it was still in trial period. I probably shouldn't have been on it. My heart rate during the day dipped to like 46. And so cold turkey on that one too. I had bad migraines and whatnot. I was only on that one for a week. Mm -hmm. I was like, no way, not doing that one.
0: No, that's scary. When your heart heart rate drops below 50, Oh, oh yeah.
1: yeah, it was bad. Not enough blood pressure going up to the brain, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. <I> go, Why <laughs> do I, I feel me? so bad?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then um, after my second, you know, of course things get better for a little while and then they can plummet again, which is kind of what happened. But I also was under a lot of stress in my marriage. It was uh, it was a very stressful marriage going through divorce and you realize like all of these compounded stress factors are very impactful to your health incredibly mm-hmm. impactful and so Good. the emotions yeah the emotions that just drove me you know I, I had I was on a lot of adrenaline for a while um because during before I got divorced but during like this whole unstable process, um, my ex ended up throwing me in jail and I lost everything. I mean, everything. Wow. I lost everything.
0: So and, you're, you, you now have two young kids, divorce, and your ex husband throws you in jail. And
1: well, yeah so, an I, yeah. so my son was five and my daughter was three.
0: Oh my God, Tracy. Yeah.
1: Um, so it was a big wake-up call, big wake up call. Mm-hmm. And it was when my gifts started to emerge, my um my healing gifts started to emerge from all of this. So, you know, again, a blessing in disguise, right? <laughs> we mm-hmm. see it as like, oh my god, why me? Victim mentality, but yeah, I didn't stay in that victim mentality very long because I realized I have so much more. There's more. There's more to the story, right?
0: <laughs> so yeah. no, that's right. <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs>
1: Uh, so in the process of, I mean, literally losing everything, going into foreclosure, I lost everything but my car, and my clothes. Um, I had to do something to survive I, because all I can think of were my kids. I had to survive. Mm-hmm. And there was something that flipped in my head that said, you know, there, there's something that you can do right now, just in the stillness of everything you can do this. So I ended up sitting very still and not realize I, I was meditating, but I, I guess it was kind of a form of meditation. I was, I turned into, tuned into box breathing really quickly. I had, this is like a long time ago. I realized that box breathing, it wasn't even like a thing really, but I happened to hear a podcast before podcasts were podcasts. It was like some kind of recorded thing about box breathing. And I did that for one minute a day, every day. That's it, one minute a day, and it literally changed my life. I I can't even tell you, like it just completely flipped the switch on my life. Mm-hmm. Then I got into emotional clearing, the the healing codes, the body codes, and not even didn't even know there was a book on it. I'm sure there was by Brad Nelson, but mm-hmm. I was doing that and releasing these emotions out of me, and I had like a million to release. And I just started and I didn't tell anyone what I was doing. I just kind of started doing it for myself and realizing that, okay, there's something to these emotions, because as I release them, mm-hmm. there's just like clarity at the end of them. Mm-hmm. And then I release more and there's more clarity and I release more. It's like peeling away the layers of the onion, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Which is how I describe it. <laughs>
0: yeah. But right.
1: as was doing that. And I was, um, I I had, I was in survival mode still because, uh, this divorce lasted a long time and was incredibly stressful, but I realized that I can turn my stress into something productive. And I turned that into like breathing and centering myself and coming back to myself. Mm -hmm. And from that, I started to understand that, You know, fitness and nutrition are incredibly important, but so is your stress. And where does stress come from? It comes from your mindset. Where does mindset come from? It comes from your emotions. Yep. And so here we are today.
0: (laughs) That is a fascinating story. And, you know, and I love how you had said that you found yourself through sitting from just slowing down. I mean, that must have been ridiculously difficult. You're an endurance athlete. Hmm. 24-hour races, marathons, like you were putting yourself out there going as hard as you could, working, Mm -hmm. school, masters, everything out there 100%. And now you're in that moment of after having your entire world shaken up, they're like, okay, you know what? I want you to sit and just be (laughs) quiet. It was how much of a brain explosion was that for you? Like at some point- Insane. Yeah.
1: Well, sitting in the jail cell, I'll tell you- That'll do it too. <laughs>
0: so. yeah, I can imagine. I mean, that's that's like being the universe grabbing you by the ears and it's like, look, you I want yeah. you to feel people <laughs> shaking you by the ears what other wake-up call you need? I tried that mass, that apparently didn't work, so yeah. now we're yeah. going this round. Exactly,
1: yeah. exactly. Like The universe knocks and it'll knock harder if you don't pay attention.
0: I love how you say that, that is so true, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, amen. So yeah, that sitting was, um, you know, again, I didn't realize I was doing that. It was just like, I didn't have a choice. It was like, I was forced to just, I had to stop and come back to myself, you know, because I, I would. I'm not a huge TV watcher. I mean, I was more then, but I wouldn't have the TV on. would have no noise on, no nothing on. I would just sit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where I was going. Maybe I just needed to dissociate for a minute, but I don't think I was dissociating. I was listening to what my higher self was saying. Mm-hmm. And that is where all the golden information is, right? <laughs> as, yeah. as you know, it's... <laughs> it's right there you just got to grab it
0: that's right I've heard individuals say you have to just go up get the cup of water or get the cup of what you want in that intuition or everything that healing that you want to go see and then I had somebody look back and they're like it's a waterfall just dip your head back into it yeah it's but that moment of seeing that is not easy I mean, we're drawn, we're pulled with all of our past that comes and follows us along and tells us that negative voice kicks in. You know, this isn't going to work, Tracy. You realize just what happened to your life and really being shaken up. And you're like, no, I'm going to sit. Exactly. So yeah, what was the hardest part from all of everything from this journey? What was the hardest part? To get over?
1: Oh, the hardest part. I want to, you know, partially it's, um, I'm kind of stubborn and I'm very independent. So my inclination is to say that it's not listening to anyone else. It, it, that's the easiest part and the hardest part for me. Um, I'm definitely, I like, I'm person who likes to research a lot and I like to know what I'm talking, you know, I want to know all the information before I make a decision, sure. but I'm also super intuitive. And if I, all of a sudden a idea sparks in my mind, I have to go with it. No matter, everybody else could be opposite of that. And I will go the other way. So it's kind of, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm a pioneer in certain thoughts mm-hmm. and that's sometimes the hardest part because it's lonely. It's a very lonely journey to do the opposite of what others are doing, mm-hmm. but intuitively know that that's the right choice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you've gone at this point in your life, you have, you're at the end of a bad divorce, you're sitting quietly, you're starting to, the, the universe world or just, let's put this way, your eyes are being opened to something bigger than yourself. What is the next step after that? So how did you walk down the path and continue this journey?
1: So I, I really dove into nutrition a lot more mm-hmm. and um, have, or I should say had a fitness and nutrition program, which I absolutely love, but it was called Emotional Intelligence Diet. And, you know, again, it's, it's hard to be, um, a pioneer in something when nobody's ever really heard of it. So, this is it's been around for a while, right? Talking about emotional intelligence. There's IQ and there's EQ. Mm-hmm. And if you look at um, a lot of the billionaires and millionaires in the world, they have a high EQ because mm-hmm. they have that socializing, socialization um, ability or the skill of socializing. People yes. with high IQ can be serial killers and they could be, they're just very smart people but it doesn't make them adaptable to society. So understanding that, like, I don't think I have a very high IQ, but my EQ is very high because <laughs> yes. I'm an empath and I can read people very well. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the frustration of getting people to a certain, like I fitness and, and nutrition are so easy for me. Like I can give you, you know, just work out and eat well, super easy, right? Mm-hmm but it's that emotional side and it was diving into understanding that our emotions are so important. Mm -hmm. And so from going into this, diving into nutrition, the holistic nutrition, which I've always been into natural, um, any kind of natural way of living, Sure. diving into that and then realizing there's still that piece missing piece de resistance. Right. (laughs) So, uh, after working with a ton of people, Mm -hmm. and even just having conversations with people, if I, and I would do this as just, (laughs) this sounds horrible, but um, I would just have a conversation with people Mm -hmm. and they would oftentimes cry because I knew exactly where to go to get them to open up their mind. Mm -hmm. And sadly, it's not, a lot of times they weren't clients. It was just talking to people Mm -hmm. and, them realizing like there's so much more and most people aren't ready for it Mm -hmm. but knowing that there's this emotional component that is so much deeper and there's so many components to the emotional Mm components that I didn't understand until even more recently you know there's whatever your viewers believe, but there's, there's past life, there's childhood, there's ancestral, there's all of these components that kind of come together. Some are linked, some are not, you have cord attachments, you have, you know, people call say like your, your twin flame your karmic Mm -hmm. relationships, you know, all of these things and everything comes back down to energy Mm -hmm. and energy is everything. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's nothing else but energy. And so wherever you put your energy on that's what grows. Right? (laughs) And so so it's getting people out of this victim mindset. Mm -hmm. That was the most difficult part and realizing that I chose never to be a victim. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm not going to be a victim to any of this, but I didn't realize that was a a thing until I met people with this victim mindset. And it was like a saying, probably what, 10 years ago or so, it became a thing. And because I had never been a victim mindset, um, it was hard to train people to get out of the victim mindset. So, yeah, um, I'm trying to come back to your question, but <laughs> basically, no, I think all you, about emotion, it, right?
0: <laughs> it is. And you made a great point. I mean, there's so much energy. If you look at all of our cells, inside that cell is, you know, a nucleus, and inside that nucleus is an atom. That atom, 99.999999% of that atom is nothing. it's It's 100% energy. And so really, ultimately, we are just energetic beings. What I love what you said is that you have this gift of being able to open the channels to allow people to release. So crying is just really a a moment of release for somebody. Mm -hmm. They're holding on to pent up emotion that they cannot get out of themselves. And you are able to get them out of it unbeknownst of whether or not you knew you were mm-hmm. doing it, you were getting them out of it <laughs> and also holding the space for them. Cause that's the other side of it as human beings. If somebody cries, we want to console them, make them feel better mm-hmm. and, you know, calm down that emotion that's rising up. You were able to hold that space in that moment of intensity to allow them to come into themselves. And so indirectly you were changing lives. You are at that point allowing somebody to tell their story, get involved and be in that moment exactly. and really come into it. So now you're approaching it, exercise physiology, you're training individuals at this point, you are helping individuals go through from eating healthy to getting out of a victim mindset so what was your frustration there or what was the success there that kept you moving forward on this platform?
1: Um, for myself?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, just realizing that, you know, I've read Neville Goddard and, you know, you read all these books and, and this stuff is not new. It's been around forever. <laughs> so, thousands yeah. Yes. And, you know, the, in the Eastern medicine philosophy, I'm very big into that into mm-hmm. understanding the traditional Chinese medicine of how your all your organs hold on to these things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you start understanding this on an energetic level, you know, because there's so I, I you can exercise, right? That's at least a release of built up energy. I do TRE, mm-hmm. and that's a release of stored energy. Mm-hmm. You can do um Crying, you can do earthing, grounding. Mm-hmm. All of these things are different exchanges of energy, whether you're releasing or you're taking in this energy. Mm-hmm. And understanding that all of these emotions, they have the energy of that emotion, not so much the emotion itself, but the energy of that emotion, it sits on a scale of vibration. So the scale of consciousness, um, if your readers have read David Hawkins, excellent book. There's a scale of consciousness and that scale everything on this planet, everything has a scale of consciousness, whether it's a thought, an object, a person, uh, music, all has a scale of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And it's about raising that vibration. Mm -hmm. So when I started doing um, emotional releasing on myself, I didn't fully understand that I was literally changing my DNA and raising my level of consciousness and at this point I'm, I'm well over 400 on the scale of consciousness and I did not start out there I was at like 250 or something kind of low so just to give your listeners an understanding anything under 200 is like it's anger and it's shame and it's guilt and it's that six that root chakra that first chakra that it's holding all of that and it's keeping you in victimhood. Mm-hmm. Most animals are 200 and under, yep. and yep. you know, things can be higher, but love resonates at 500. And it's not that everybody should have a goal of raising their vibration to 500, but the goal it should be to have your thoughts and your energies and the things around you at least over 250, <laughs> because yeah. if you're listening to like uh, really harsh rap music or heavy metal music that resonates under 200, and that puts everything in your body under that under that level, which means your thoughts are gonna go there. Your thoughts are gonna go to, I hate things, I, I'm a victim. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you listen to something like classical music and most people hate classical music, but that raises that, I think that sits at 400. Mm-hmm. 380, something like that, Yep, it raises your awareness on a subconscious level mm-hmm. to think of things on a higher scale. So it, it all comes back down to energy mm-hmm. and allowing your thoughts, your emotions, and your habits and everything around you to raise up onto a higher scale. So if you're in that victim mode, like, oh my God, I'm ha- I always have bad days. Oh, I always have that bad luck. Well, guess what? You are consciously and subconsciously thinking you have bad luck, so you will have bad luck. <laughs> so...
0: Yeah. The universe can't give you anything that is outside of what you yes. think. Yes. Exactly. At that, that point, you would be considered, you would consider yourself crazy. Yes. You're like, why well, exactly. am I, you know, everything's so terrible for me. And then all of a sudden, you get a brand new car and you're like, oh, wait a second. Is,
1: yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that can't happen.
0: <laughs> and you you brought to something very important is that aspect of love. If love is that five hundred level vibration, it's not you know it's as I work with my clients, it's talking to them. It's not so much as giving out love to someone else. So giving love to trees, plants, animals, everything, which you should, but more importantly, it's giving love inside. And how do you love yourself fully to that point that you'll eat, you'll have a habit of healthy eating, you'll avoid processed food, McDonald's, you know, Burger King and that type of stuff, because you're like, why would I eat that? I I love myself so much. And so really is that aspect of truly loving yourself. And so, for example, yesterday with one of my clients, her homework was, Every time she went to the restroom, she needed to look in the mirror and tell herself, I love you five times. I love that. Sit there, look in your eyes and say, I love you. I love you. If anybody that's listening, if you've never done it, try it. It's not easy. No, because that inner critic comes in and just starts to wreak havoc. So, I mean, when you look at the science, 78% of our thoughts every day are negative. I mean, Tracy, you don't get in the car. I mean, I or, okay, you get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, most of us don't get in the car and say, oh my God, I'm awesome today. Way to go. High five <laughs> yourself, sing into the you know, top of your lungs with a huge smile on your face. But really, isn't that the essence of our life? Because we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And exactly. as far as I know, in this higher level, I don't think my spirit wants to be depressed.
1: <laughs> exactly you know, it's hard. So I tell people, as I'm sure you've met a lot of people who they don't love themselves as much as they should, but they say, you know, if you ask them, who do you love the most? right? They'll say like my kids, my pet, my husband, my family, whatever, but they never say themselves. And you cannot, you can argue all you want, but you cannot love other people unless you love yourself first. It's the old airplane oxygen mask thing. You have to love yourself first In order to truly love other people because like you said you're going to put things in and on and around your body that are of higher vibration if you love yourself first so Mm -hmm. for a lot of people when they're really high vibration they end up being vegan because they know that the animals matter also Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: honestly i don't judge whether you eat meat or not it's totally up to you but what happens is when you start to really love yourself you bring in those things with that high vibration into your body, on your body. If you're putting like chemicals on your body and you're putting chemicals in your in your mind and you're putting chemicals inside your body, mm-hmm. all of that is going to reflect out again. Mm-hmm. And so that love is so, that self-love is so important. And like you said, you can write yourself a love letter. If your listeners have never done that, write yourself a love letter, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you said, that really simple, simple, but not easy exercise of saying, I love you in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Um, I do, I wake up a lot of times, I'm like, I'm awesome. Today's awesome. Like I did that a lot, you know?
0: (laughs) Well, that that sets your pace for the day. You're like, of course. And to be awesome means that you are still exercising, you're eating well, you're going on vacation, you're laughing with your loved ones, you're helping and they experience that energy of love as well and it gets reflected back to you. So when we don't love ourselves and we are seeking that love from somebody else saying, oh, love me, please love me. Like, I just want to be loved. It's you're trying to fill an empty hole of love. That really can never be satisfied. The only way that that hole gets filled is from ourselves, really digging into that space. And so I love the work that you did. But through everything that you've been through from all these moments, stepping into now this space of I'm awesome, I love, you had to let go a lot of the past because you could have held on to that.
1: I could have very easily held on to it and said, well, you know, I never say I have MS. I never say that um, unless it's like a doc, you know, someone's asking like, are there any medical conditions I need to know of? And I feel like, well, I guess I should say that.
0: <laughs> right.
1: But you know, it's just, I am. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a complicated person, as my boyfriend will tell you. (laughs) You are an onion girl. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) And Man, there are layers to that thing.
1: Lots of layers to me. Um, Because we didn't even dive into the spiritual stuff that I got going on. But, you know, self-love is difficult. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you know, I've been reading nails. I can read nails. Mm -hmm. And... Everyone comes back down to, well, we already talked about childhood, ancestral and past life traumas. I'm gonna call them traumas for right now. And with that being in mind, and when I read nails, and when I read, I can, I don't wanna say I can read auras, but I can read people very well. Mm -hmm. And I understand people the second I meet them. Mm -hmm. It all comes back down to either fear, or anger. And those two categories have, that's an umbrella category for a lot of different yeah, things. So yeah. there's passive aggressive is a form of anger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and fear, I mean, fear is a huge category. And it has a lot of little pieces underneath as this anger and everybody comes back down to one of those two things. Right. And I can see that and I can feel that and everybody has this ego wall that they put up And that eagle wall around the heart protects you and puts out a false sense of who you are or a false persona. And the sad thing is that we are all amazing beings on this planet. We're all amazing. We all have our own gifts. But the more you hide behind these fears and angers, Mm -hmm. the less you are of your true self. And I was one of those. I I didn't want people to know that I communicate with spirits, right? I didn't want people to know that I did this energy work because Mm -hmm. I was afraid that people would think I was really weird. Well, I am really weird and I'm okay with that.
0: (laughs) I love weird. Weird (laughs) is so much fun.
1: (laughs) And some people don't like that word, but I love that word. I am weird and I love it. Yeah. And my kids will tell you, I'm just, I'm not a normal mom, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but I'm also like, I can cuss like a sailor. I have tell dirty Mm -hmm. jokes. You know, I'm like, I'm different right and
0: you're you you're, I'm you're totally 100% you in every essence and that's something that you know when the first time I ever met you I'm like oh my god this girl's real real she's not wearing a mask <laughs> right.
1: she's,
0: not, she's not trying to pretend that she's somebody that she's not because you get to, you see through it once you've mm-hmm. done a lot of this work and you go through it yeah vulnerability. And then if
1: you met me 10 years ago you'd be like you'd be kind of confused with who I am But I can tell you that now that I've taken so many of the masks off, and I'm not saying my work's 100% done, but I am so far on the other side that I look back and realize that, oh my god, I was just protecting my ego. Mm -hmm. And that's all so many of us do is we protect our ego. And those, that protection mechanism is what causes disease. Yep. that's simple. Boom, right there. I mean, I could have Opened up at that, and we'd be done with the conversation. But. <laughs>
0: It'd be done. No, 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 we could. Nobody get it at that point. They'd be no, like, right. wait, wait, wait. Right. Yeah, "You won't get it." She's awesome, weird. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And with that, I mean, you look at that when we wear that protective mechanism, because that ego can then come into shame, guilt. Mm-hmm. I'm not enough. Oh, I've got to pretend to be somebody else. And I'm only speaking about this because I wore the mask, and like you said, there are still elements of the mask that I just keep peeling off, but really as you peel every one of those layers off a new opening, and so it goes into that premise of when you, when this, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, and also along some of those lines is, is when you let go of some of your past, of what you have inside of your life, you're open to receive the new. something else can come in under that. But if I, for example, um, I was a very angry guy. I mean, I was an endurance athlete, athlete, and it was on that side of, I did it because I was hiding from emotional trauma. Mm -hmm. And I read Mm -hmm. an article, an article got put in front of me 12 years ago about emotional trauma and endurance athletes. And at the time I just made All-American, and I was like, oh my God, this is, and I shut the article and I'm like, I don't wanna know and I buried it and I just left, let it in the back of my mind. But then, you know, all of a sudden, like you said, the universe, if it doesn't get your attention the first time, it gets your attention again. And then again, and then again, it keeps getting louder. And it's like, no, this is where you have made a contract with me to get you to this point in your life of where you exactly. wanna be. And it's seems exactly. like there's no right wrong, indifferent, there's just is. And it's yes. truly the journey of finding you.
1: Yes, and it's funny, I mean, so I look at people who are long distance runners now, I'm like, that's insane. Like okay. I ran, you know, two marathons and I did a 24 hour adventure race all within four weeks of each other. That's insane.
0: Awesome. You were
1: but I was running from something, right? It was yep. metaphorical. Everything is a metaphor. Every metaphor we have in this language is true, right? There's a, there's such a pain in the neck. Well, there's a reason that, you know, that's there. right? And so like, I don't do that anymore. I treat my body with respect and I listen to my body and what does it need today? It needs a walk in nature. Okay. It needs to go lift at the gym, whatever it needs. That's what I do. I don't force myself into a category at this point. I do a lot of qigong now mm-hmm. and just things that are easier on my body, but still moving. You need to move your body. Mm-hmm. And so, Like talking about that, like, yeah, I would just go run to run because I was just like angry at something or I was frustrated and, you know, frustration is a form of anger. So if you find yourself that you're frustrated all the time or impatience, that's a form of anger, (laughs) that was me. Um, Understanding where all that's coming from can help you at least acknowledge it, right? On a conscious level. And at some point it'll get released you'll find a way to release it. Like you said, you might go into the woods and scream. You might go climb a mountain and scream it off. You might cry, you might sit in the bath and journal, whatever your release is. But listening to your body, you you have to listen to what your body is telling you. Yeah. Because as you've mentioned already, that universe will knock and then knock again. There was a reason you got MS or whatever you want to call it, an autoimmune disease. Your body's inflamed for a reason it's because you overstressed it and you didn't listen. <laughs> so mm-hmm. now's your time to listen. And you don't need medication. You do not need it. Med- this body is amazing. It's so amazing. The mm-hmm. mind can do so much more than we give it credit for. Yep. And you can you can totally heal.
0: But listen to your heart. It'll tell you exactly 100%. what it means. And it'll be quiet, so you're sitting quietly, and sitting in that moment of that meditative state or even any other state that you have where it's quiet, no disruptions, all of a sudden your heart starts talking to you and your body starts talking to you and you'll get it like a, hey, I really feel like just crying right now. Or I feel like going to the woods and screaming at the top of my lungs or walking around the neighborhood and smelling the flowers that are coming up because it's spring.
1: Or raking your hand through the grass or smelling flowers or working in a garden that's fantastic therapy
0: mm-hmm. i love it so what's what's going to happen now with everything i know you wanted to talk we should do an entire another show on spirit on the spiritual aspects that you're <laughs> into now talking to yeah because i believe very strongly in that. and so uh along those lines what's tracy up to now
1: Well, right now, well, you and I have our eight-week course coming up. I also have a smaller eight-week group course that I have a few spots left that is starting in about two weeks. Mm -hmm. That is just diving into how to uh, release these trapped emotions and get on the other side of where you're at now. Yep. Um, Just going through emotional healing and releasing past traumas. Um, I'm also going to start diving into public speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone wants their nails read, I will do that for you. I also do pendulum sessions, contacting your spirit guides for questioning. I also do releasing trapped emotions. That's a ten-minute session, and but that has to be ongoing, you know, preferably. So I have all these things coming up um, <laughs> and ongoing at the moment. So if your uh, listeners are interested, Mm -hmm. but I'm really excited about our eight week class because it is going to be so transformational for people. Oh my God, Mm -hmm. (laughs) between both of our our gifts, it's going to be humongous.
0: It is definitely gonna be an eye-opening journey of really discovering yourself and releasing and letting go of some of that stuff that's holding you back. It's like I did a, a show yesterday, Facebook Live yesterday, where I was showing a stream and as the river came down, you could definitely tell where the stream was being blocked. And behind that block, the rock that was in the stream was blocking the stream in that spot and behind it was just an eddy or a dead space. Now as a fisherman, that's where you wanna fish. But as an individual, where do we have rocks that we've put in our life that creates that pause and creates that circular flow behind it that keeps us stuck there? And where can really. we go in? And that's why I love about what we're going to do is we're going to remove those rocks. We're going to allow the stream to flow freely. And so if that stream represents the, your emotion and your vibration and your energy, we are going to unlock that. And so that energy can flow freely for you. So then you can adopt the habits to start feeling better.
1: Love and that. For those who need something more tangible that's just like when you get acupuncture done your chi is blocked somewhere and so all they're doing is reopening that channel yep. to allow the chi to flow he is just energy and again it all comes back to energy so
0: 100%. and if
1: you if you believe in radio you believe in energy you've heard my uh analogy before but radio comes in You can't see it, you can't feel it, but you hear the radio station and that's just energy. It's all
0: energy. If you're listening to this now, (laughs) it's a level of energy. I
1: couldn't tell you how this works at all. I couldn't even recreate this, but it works and I believe in it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Tracy, thank you so much for this incredible show. And we are, I have to do one again with you. Uh, We'll probably wait a little bit But after our course, I want to talk about what you're doing on the spiritual side. Absolutely. Really, I truly believe that we we get multiple shots at this life. We get multiple shots of being human. And it's when we hold on to that past and those past regressions that we have gone through that sometimes it's that unseen that we need to release and we need a guide or we need that help. So definitely reach out to Tracy, ping her, like at that point, just have a conversation with Tracy. She will open your mind to so much more of how big this universe is and how big this planet is.
1: Absolutely, it's infinite. So
0: it I is. look forward to hearing to
1: anyone from anyone. If you just have a question, feel free to
0: reach out. Awesome. I'm very,
1: I'm very approachable.
0: <laughs> yes, she is. And trust me, she, she'll read you and it's just, it's, and it's all filled with love, grace, and just excitement and joy. I mean, you heard her on the podcast. It is just, it's that every time you approach Tracy. So it's such a gift. So thank
1: you, man. I appreciate it.
0: You're thank, welcome. You. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you soon. Thank you, Tracy. Bye. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope you left inspired. Leave us a five-star review and begin following us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, if you are diagnosed with MS and want to join a supportive community, come join us on Facebook in the Identity of MS private group. In the show notes will be a link to join the community. Remember, you are good enough to heal anything And I hope you give yourself permission to heal.